empathic ability often gets a bad rap. That's because empaths often describe it and feel it as a liability. And it can feel that way when you don't know how to manage your abilities. But there are also a whole host of benefits and gifts to being empathic. On today's episode, we're going to dive into one of those gifts. It's one that also benefits others too. And we'll talk about the best way to apply this particular benefit all through true stories, as usual, on the Own Your Intuition show. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe. Do you crave clarity and insight? Do you sense that your intuition is trying to tell you important things, but you have a hard time trusting it? Do you want access to your own internal wisdom? and to understand how it operates so that you can guide your life in ways that are meaningful and satisfying? Well then, welcome. I'm glad you are here. I'm your host, Aimee Cartier. I've been a professional psychic since around 2007. I'm the author of the book, Getting Answers, Using Your Intuition to Discover Your Best Life. I've been teaching others to understand and use their own intuitive and empathic abilities for more than a decade. Join me each week for true stories and tools that will inspire you to take seriously your own inner knowing, that internal sense that you have uniquely tailored to you and designed to not only set you on the roads that are best for you, but also help you avoid the ones that are treacherous. It's time for you to own your intuition. Welcome. Today we are continuing our discussion of empathic ability, but with a completely different lens, the lens of goodness and gifts, not just the challenges. If you are empathic or know someone who is, you are also going to want to listen to episodes 13, 14, 15, 25, 26, in addition to today's episode 27. (laughs) Empathic ability mostly gets a bad rap because on a lot of levels, it's intense and really uncomfortable when you don't know how to control your ability. Or worse yet, you don't even know it's happening to you, which I have a free download for on my website, by the way, on amacartier.com to help you understand if you are empathic. That's because if someone around you or mass amounts of people in the collective are having a terrible feeling, you are too. Empathic ability is not just limited to terrible feelings. It's just the ones we most notice. And if you don't know you are empathic, you think these feelings are yours. Because for an empath, in contrast to how most non-empathic people are, empaths feel the emotion in their own skin. So a non-empathic person is like, oh, 
that person in the room is having a bad day. The radio receiver-like quality of the empathic person makes them feel, I don't feel good, or I feel sad, or mad, or whatever emotion is being broadcast around you. It sucks if that emotion is not a great one, and you don't know you are empathic. You end up trying to fix something, trying to find the perfect key for a keyhole that is not inside of you. You won't ever find it, the keyhole, to go with the key. You can't make the fix because you don't have access to the keyhole. It's not yours to open or shift. It can be a bit crazy making and very exhausting. It's not uncommon for empaths to start to hide away from others. But that's not something you want to do. Isolate yourself. That's not good for you either. And I promise you, it is perfectly possible for you to flourish as an empath in this world without hiding away. Check out my core empath tools program if you'd like the tools that will help you enjoy and flourish in the world without feeling your empathic ability as a liability. So today, instead of the this sucks lens and how to solve those things, I would like to focus on some of the wonderful things about being empathic. So let's start with a story. It was something remarkable that I witnessed many years ago. I was at an outdoor dance party in a friend's pavilion when I saw this. At this particular party, it was a group of musicians and singers who were providing all of the music. In contrast to the music this group of people usually played, this night they were playing cover songs, danceable songs that everyone would know and recognize. At one point in the concert, one of the musicians, singers, took the lead on a well-known rock song. We all knew the song. That's why we all recognized when he was undeniably failing. The song started with a solo from the lead singer. As he started singing the song, it was completely off-key, like nails on chalkboard, totally off-key. With every word, it got worse. His voice cracked. The popular melody was completely lost by his voice. Then something happened. In response, the whole entire party started cheering. Someone somewhere had to start it, though it all happened so fast, it felt as though in an instant, we all picked it up. So that suddenly, even though the singer's voice was croaking, we were all, everyone on the dance floor, cheering at him as though he was completely nailing it, even though he was belting it out miserably. It took him a few more seconds of creaking, but 
with the roar of the audience in his ears, cheering at him like he was the most fantastic singer ever, he found it. He hit the key and took off running, so to speak, actually totally rocking the song and the solo to the now riotous cheers and dancing of all of his friends. It was truly spectacular to witness. It happened almost 20 years ago, and it is something I have not ever forgotten. So, empaths are amplifiers. I've said this a few different times in different episodes, but we pick up emotion and then we broadcast it back out. Our own emotional states are also usually very loud for others. With this comes great possibility for you and others as an empathic being, you have the opportunity to broadcast loudly good vibes and have them really shift a space. Empaths are tuned to vibration. In the same way that you can feel other people's business, you can also transmit messages via vibration or feeling. And the key to it happens exactly like this rock star moment. To do this optimally, you imbibe the highest or best outcome of the situation and let that be the message you give. With your own feeling and intention, you paint the picture that you see is the absolute best like we did that day on the dance floor with the flailing rock star. Others will pick it up, or at a minimum, they will understand that it exists. The singer, he felt like a rock star who was nailing it, because that is the message we broadcast to him, despite his momentary failures. His whole body and being stepped up to that message and experience, and he did nail it. That story is also a good example because no one transformed it for him, nor could they. The musicians were doing their jobs. They were playing the right key, but not a single person there could go inside of him and make his voice come out right. It wasn't others' job to do this for him or to solve his conundrum or challenge. He had to do it himself. And he did. Right before our very eyes, he went from awkward, botched fail to a total rock star. He had the space to make the transition and a cheering squad helped him make it almost instantaneously. Encouragement can go a long way. Another important thing to note here is that the cheering squad did not go to the depths with him. We did not get appalled or wallow in the 
this sucks, I'm totally failing exhibit, or oh my God, he's totally failing energy. In fact, in this case, we pretty much ignored that story. Instead, we provided the antidote. We helped him make the transition, not by going to the same energetic place he was, nor by reacting to the one he was in, but by choosing the highest possible outcome and imbibing that. And as it turns out, especially for empathic people, that is one of the quickest and most effective ways to help someone make a transition. All of this is very nuanced. And that's one of the reasons I usually don't talk about this until my empath students have really been practicing the tools for managing their ability for a while. There are some stumbling places in this concept. One of them is if you start to think that you alone are responsible for uplifting others, which is simply not true. There are a couple of other nuanced possible stumbling blocks too like the erroneous idea that I'm saying that you have to be all Pollyanna all of the time or not acknowledge the hard things or situations that others are experiencing when in a conversation. I am not saying that either. But I'm also not going to go into all the shades of this here on the podcast. My goal is to show you that empaths are amplifiers and detail the best way that I know to amplify goodness. I wanted to mention it to all of you also because I think it's a drag to only ever talk about the crappy things or the challenges of being empathic when there are also a whole lot of benefits. I am detailing just one of them today. Empaths have the natural ability to uplift heal, or enhance a situation through their empathic ability. So in this case, the concept I'm speaking of benefits you, the empath, and others. But let me be very clear here. It is not your place to manipulate other people's emotions. If you choose and you are able, you can provide a ladder or an example that if they choose, they could climb. Let me give you another example to make it clear. This is Aimé Cartier and the Own Your Intuition show. If you are just joining us on Voice of Ash on Radio, today we are talking about how empaths are amplifiers and some of the exciting and maybe surprising ways you can contribute positively to this world as an empath. Once I was teaching some friends how to knit. One of them was an 11-year-old girl. She was having a hard time, so I was going slowly over a few of the steps for her. As I was doing so, sitting next to her, I suddenly felt really overwhelmed in my own skin. I had all of these feelings like, I'm not sure I like knitting. This is hard. Ugh, I just don't get this. 
That's when I had to do a double take and check in with myself. Does this emotion belong to me? I asked myself. Do I like knitting? Yes. Is teaching this overwhelming to me? No. I was picking up on her emotions, and as frequently happens for an empath, it started broadcasting on my station. So I did what I do. I used the empathic tools I teach in my empath core tools program. I cleared my energy. I created some energetic space for myself. So I had space to feel me, just me, not me and her at the same time as I had been feeling. Then knowing that she was having a hard time with this, I purposely chose to amplify my own energy. I connected with my own confidence in knitting and my love of it. I allowed myself to feel how much I loved knitting and being in this moment with her. I thought and felt how confident I felt that she could get it. I didn't say a single one of these things out loud. Not a single one. Without mentioning anything, I created a buoy of good feelings within myself, knowing that if she chose to do so, she could also be buoyed. She could climb that good feeling ladder that I exemplified. Instead of me taking a dive with her, or even trying to change how she felt in any way, I chose instead to put all of the goodness into my own vibration and let her feel that. And do you know what? Two things happen. One, she did get it. She got the knitting. And two, her mom came up and thanked me afterward. Her mom told me about a particular challenge that her daughter faces. She said, thank you so much for not trying to make her feel better because this will usually shut her down. She said, usually adults take it personally and then they try to fix it or her feelings, which really doesn't work for her. Thank you so much for just being patient and loving with her instead of trying to get into the how she was feeling or taking it personally and trying to fix it. The next day, her daughter approached me with a knitting question about what was happening with her project. After this encounter, her mother told me that her daughter never feels comfortable with people that she doesn't know. This little girl had just met me like at the knitting lesson, (laughs) but that she clearly felt safe with me because on her own, she approached me with her question. Her mother's gratitude was palpable. I think my 11-year-old friend felt safe because I didn't try to change her emotions or take them personally, as her mom said. I let her be her. I let her feel whatever it was that she was feeling. And I simply provided in my body another story. 
in amplification of another bright option. A lot like we all did that day on the dance floor all those years ago. You get it? Important to note here is that even though you are an amplifier, empath, it is not your job to choose for another person or make the shift happen. You don't try to push or pull someone into a different energetic or emotional stance. That is emotional or energetic manipulation, and it doesn't feel right. Your job is to simply follow your instincts and maintain the highest and best vibration. They will follow should they want to. Being able to set a vibration on demand requires you to be maintaining your own all-around self-care. When your emotions do profoundly impact others, you come to understand that self-care is not optional. Rather, it is a necessity for you to be able to positively influence and buoy this world on demand, as I did in this moment. I think this is true for everyone, but it is magnified if you will, for empathic beings. Listen to the Own Your Intuition show, episode number 24, on how self-care is not just for you if you need some inspiration there, empath. Also, do not take these stories and turn them in on yourself, thinking that you alone are responsible for the upliftment of this world. You are not. We are a collective of beings on this earth. Each of us doing our small part adds positively to this world. If you do want to contribute positively, and many empaths do, we are not given the ability to feel others' pain without the natural urge to assuage it then you should know that the best way for you to do so is to first uplift yourself. You will affect other people. Empaths are natural vibe setters. We receive and broadcast emotion loudly. It's usually inspiring for empaths to understand this about themselves, that we have the ability to amplify and set positive tones. We are do-gooders at heart. We know what it feels like, so we want to make it feel better. However, the way that we do this best doesn't involve trying to solve everyone else's challenges for them nor does it involve energetic manipulation in any way. It involves controlling and amplifying your own good vibes, making the effort it takes to choose happiness and goodness within yourself in the short and long run, and allowing that to be a ladder for others should 
they desire it. This is Aimee Cartier, and you have been listening to the Own Your Intuition Show. This concludes our most recent series on being empathic. Own Your Intuition episodes 25, 26, and 27. You've also got episodes 13, 14, and 15 to choose from too. I hope this was inspiring. I would love to know what you think. If you've got any questions, you can reach out with those too. You can email me through my website, amacartier.com, or find me on Instagram. I've also got loads of freebies for empaths in the show notes, including my 44 Signs You're an Empath, which also comes with an audio entitled Four Antidotes to Common Empath Challenges, my empath resources page, and a link to find out more about empath core tools and a special discount just for my show listeners. See you soon. Take care. I am but a part of this. All I am is all I give. Everything that comes to me comes as sure as I will breathe.